Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 14 through 17. The Bible said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. And I want to actually, I haven't said this scripture yet, but Romans 8, 11, Romans 8, 11, the Bible said, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Why don't we go and lift up our hands all over this room? And if you're watching online, why don't you make that your sanctuary wherever you're at right now? Why don't you lift up your voice all together? Let's magnify the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you for the privilege to be here right now. I pray that you would anoint my mind and loose my tongue to speak your word here today. I thank you. I love you. We give you glory for what you've already done and for what you're about to do here tonight. Why don't we give the Lord a big round of applause as we magnify the name of the Lord for a moment longer. And one more time, why don't we clap our hands unto the Lord and let's just shout unto God. And I feel like we're shouting with some purpose because we're celebrating the resurrection. We're celebrating the fact that Jesus was not held down by death, that Jesus was not held bound by the grave, that those clothes could not control him or hold him any longer. The stone was rolled away. Why don't we magnify the name of the Lord? You're breathing today. You're here today because of what he did on that day, because of what happened on Calvary. you. Amen. I want to talk to you, and I I won't be long, but I want to talk to you on this thought, uh, a glimpse of heaven. Turn to your neighbor and say, a glimpse of heaven. Shake somebody's hand, tell me glad to see them, give them a smile. After that, you may be seated. I, I am so grateful to take communion and to celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, to celebrate what he did on the cross and what he has done in my life personally, my family's life and those that I have seen throughout the country that have been saved and, uh, you know, just beyond the shadow, you know, of a doubt are living for God because of that day that happened, what happened on Calvary and his uh, resurrection most of all. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I, I feel like, you know, <clears throat> I was reading earlier today the end of every gospel, uh, 
Matthew and, and Mark, Luke, and John, as I was reading on, just the end, kind of getting the, the gist of, of every bit of those uh, books and realizing that Jesus really gave a commission. He gave us an opportunity to take that resurrection and let it be more than just a moment in history. And as people, believers of the Lord, believers of Jesus Christ, we can at times tend to allow church to be a moment of our schedule, just another day, another opportunity to make or to go to church and to see what, uh, you know, people are doing or what, hear what pastor's going to preach and kind of just, you know, tend that to make that be a routine. I grew up in church. I mean, I have heard probably every message preached. You know, I will try to search my Bible, say, God, give me a new word, you know, and God's like, no, I want to give you the word. And so I realize I've heard many messages preached and different angles and so on. And it can be kind of mundane sometimes. It can kind of get ordinary, if you will. And, and it's those moments that sometimes we need this Easter weekend, this Resurrection Sunday that's coming to begin to remember and begin to understand why it is that we do what we do, why we preach and teach and believe the way that we believe. And so Jesus commissioned them and told them to go and teach all nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. We understand that he commissioned them to go and teach in the name of Jesus Christ. And Peter, we realize, got up on that day of Pentecost and he preached that great message that we preach constantly and should continue to minister, that we should repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of of the Holy Ghost. What I love about this gospel and about what Jesus gave to the disciples, even the 500 that watched him resurrect or watched him ascend into heaven on that final day while he was here on this earth and he was caught up in the clouds and they saw him no more, was that he told them to go and preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He told them to go and tell everybody to not be silent about it, but because they were eyewitnesses, uh, he told them to go into the highways, into the byways, uh, and tell everybody and anybody about the power of Jesus Christ. Uh, and I believe as believers of the gospel of Jesus, we have partaken of communion, we have, have eaten of his flesh, if you will, remember that, we have drunk of the blood, and we've remembered what happened on that day, but if you can really remember with everything you've got, uh, I believe it would compel us uh, that outside of these walls with an urgency uh, and with great expectation uh, and even with miracle working power, we would leave this place and be willing to tell everybody and anybody about the power of Jesus Christ. Uh, why? Because what he did on the cross uh, is too great to be silent about. 
What Jesus did on Calvary is too great to, to be silent about. I was researching today, you know, are there people that actually would rebuttal the fact that Jesus was crucified? And you will find among all scholars, most of, of almost all scholars, there is no debate, even historians, of the fact that Jesus was crucified. There is really not very much debate of the fact that his blood was shed. And there is those debate of the resurrection. And so while I recognize that we are not eyewitnesses to that very account like those 500 or like the disciples, the 12 that were around or the 11 that were around there on that day, I recognize that we have had a resurrection experience in our lives that we can indeed testify about. And so when Jesus told them to go to the upper room and said, hey, I'm going to endue you with power from on high and recognize that you and I would one day be partakers of that. Uh, he knew that when you were filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, it would just be too much to contain uh, to not tell somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, one prophet said like this, it's like fire that shut up in my bones. Uh, I've got to tell somebody and I've got to tell everybody. And so we are indeed in the last days if you believe that, why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord? And if you really believe that, I believe it will compel you to tell your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. It will compel you. You say, well, they're family. They don't want to hear it. Tell them again because Jesus died and resurrected on the third day and it's his power the reason that we are here today. Why don't you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord? So I'm a living witness and testimony of the power of Jesus Christ, even in my own life. For the life of my family, I've seen my own father who was, was on drugs before he ever knew anything about Jesus. I've told some of you this story before, and I'll, I'll say a little bit of it again. But the extent of their religion, my dad and his brothers, was that they would drive by the Catholic Church. And as they would drive cruising on by, I don't know, five miles an hour, as they were bumping their music and would have the joint in one hand and and they would have the alcohol and the other. They would say that they would cruise by that Catholic church, the only church they understood or knew about. And when they would see the church in the view, they would lower the music, put the beer down, and they would put the joint out for a moment. They'd say their quick prayer, whatever that was. And as soon as they couldn't see the church inside anymore, they'd just raise it all back up and keep on going the way that they were going. And one day, my dad, about 17 years old, eventually turning 18 in the process, he was being tried there. Uh, for some some crimes and so on that they they thought he had done and so as he was there and 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 there before the judge one day uh, that he had told me he said you know what uh, I was going to be committed uh, there for about 15 years of state penitentiary he said I was being tried as an adult even though I was a minor at the time 17 years old and he said your uncle walked in the back you know uh, my oldest uncle uh, my dad's oldest brother walked in and the judge stopped the whole proceeding said hey you know uh, he said said, Who, who's that, Ralph, is that you? And he's looking at my uncle. And he said, I thought the next time I saw you in my courthouse, I told you I was going to send you away for life. 
He said, no, judge, my uncle's telling him, you don't understand. I've, I've been cleaned up. I'm not, I'm not uh, strung out on heroin anymore. I don't, I don't have that going on in my life. You know, I, my life's been changed. Matter of fact, I went down to this program, and when I went down to this program, they believe in Jesus, and, and they baptized me in the name of Jesus, and I was filled with the Holy Ghost, and I've got a smile on my face, and I've got joy in my heart. I've got the Spirit of God living on the inside. The judge looked at my uncle and the whole court had stopped and was watching this dialogue between the the judge and my uncle and whom the proceeding was not about in the first place. And my dad standing there shackled up had no idea what was going on because his brother, my oldest uncle, was the worst one of all of them. And as the judge looked at him, he said, hey, you know, uh, this this really blows my mind. He said, because uh, as he looked to my dad, he said, Jesse, I realize you've got this case coming over you. And he said, but, you know, I'm looking at your brother, Ralph, and he says, Ralph. Ralph was worse than you. And so if Jesus can do that for his life, uh, you're going down to the same program he went to. I'm here to tell you over 30-something years later, my dad is still saved and I'm a testimony. Why? Because Jesus uh, did not stay in the tomb. Uh, If he had stayed in the tomb, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, If he had stayed in the tomb, you wouldn't be here today. But because of his resurrection power, my dad was filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, was baptized in the name of Jesus and that same Jesus is in this room right now if you believe that why do you clap your hands unto God Almighty if you know that death could not hold him, I feel the Holy Ghost. If you know that hell could not hold him down, if you understand that when the stone was rolled away, there was no devil in hell, they could have rejoiced for a moment, but they understood Jesus was greater than every power. Why do you clap your hands unto the Lord? Because depression would like to have your mind. Fear would like to have this world. But I know a God that is greater than fear. I know a God that can heal your depression. I know a God that can heal your mind. I know a God that can cure your addiction. His name is Jesus, and he's alive and well. And he's alive and well in Kansas City. And he's alive and well in this building. And if you'll let him, he'll be alive and well in your heart today. Why don't somebody clap your hands right now unto the Lord? You say, well, I've been saved for a long time. Well, today's a good day to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I'm serving a God that is a God of another chance, a God of a second chance, a God whose blood, as he came and manifested himself, was shed for you and I and still applies. Why don't you clap your hands and magnify the Lord? It's not time for us uh, to be hopeless, uh, but rather it's time for us, uh, those family members that have turned their back on God, uh, now is the season uh, for them to come back. Uh, Why? Because he did roll the stone away uh, and because he still is alive. I feel Jesus here. Why don't we clap our hands one more time and why don't we shout unto God? We've got a mandate. We've got a God mandate, if you will, to go tell everybody and anybody about the power of Jesus. You might not be the best preacher. That's all right. You might not be the best teacher. That's all right. You might not be able to sing like Brother Larmy. That's all right. But if you can tell somebody about Jesus, he'll do the rest. 
I want somebody to think back for a moment to the day you were filled with the Holy Ghost. Right now, get that in your mind. If we want to celebrate and remember what Jesus did, why don't you get that in your mind? What camp you were at? What altar you were at? Might have even been here not too long ago. What day it was. I remember the Quan coming up here, coming down on his knees, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. What a day that was that Jesus changed your life and Jesus touched your life. I'm telling you, that transcends beyond this building. You feel that in this room? That's the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And in an atmosphere like this, if my dad can be saved, if my dad can be healed, my dad can be delivered, my uncle who was a nobody and no good for nothing and everybody gave up on him, I'm telling you today, you might be a little bit better than them and that might be all right. Uh, but I'm here to let you know that Jesus can still touch your heart. Jesus can still touch your mind. Uh, Jesus can still deliver you. Jesus can still help you. Uh, I realize that some of us are sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, but we still need God Almighty every single day of our life. We still need him on the way to our job. We still need him when we're at our home. We still need him in a world like this that lets in all kind of different spirits coming into our home. We need Jesus in a world like this to be alive and well, not just for my neighbor, but for me and my family, because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. Why don't somebody clap your hands? I'm telling you, somebody's going to be healed in an atmosphere like this. You might be watching online, but today is your day. Don't wait for Sunday. Forget about waiting for Sunday. Why don't you go ahead and praise God now? Why don't you go ahead and believe God now? Go ahead, somebody shout unto God. The atmosphere is changing in this room. And it's an atmosphere like this that the lame will walk. It's an atmosphere like this that the fire that has dried out will be rekindled again. It's an atmosphere like this that revival will continue on. I feel the Holy Ghost. God is in this room, and he's got promises for you. He's got vision for you. And I'm telling you, if the Israelites were there before that Red Sea and they thought Pharaoh was going to, to go ahead and destroy them, I'm telling you, your day is not over. Why? Because just like God parted the Red Sea back then, he can help you today. Just like God rolled the stone away back then, he can do it today. Why don't you clap your hands one more time? I feel like there's more people that are kind of waiting for what's next. What's next is here. This might be unorthodox on a Wednesday night. That's all right. What's next is here. It was unorthodox when Jesus rose from the grave. It blew everybody's mind. They didn't know what had happened. It might be unorthodox uh, to maybe clap your hands and shout like this. Uh, but just for a moment, uh, I really want somebody to magnify the name of the Lord with everything you've got. Can you do that in this building right now? Because I'm telling you something uh, in the supernatural is going to happen. Uh, when you begin to rise up as an apostolic believer and walk in the authority of the resurrection power, it's in moments like that uh, that your life will begin to change. Uh, 
You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have it all figured out. God is for us. And if God is for us, there is nobody that can stand against us. When my marriage is falling apart, he's the God of the resurrection power. When my kids is walking out on God, he'll resurrect their spirit as well. When my wife don't want to serve God, he's a God of a resurrection power, and he can do it again. Remain standing, remain standing. I feel the Holy Ghost. If you're not standing, let's all stand together. I'm I'll close out right now. I'm all right with that. Jesus is here in this room, and I'm telling you today, if you ever want to celebrate the resurrection, the power of it, uh, this is the greatest way that you can possibly do that, is to worship God for it, and then go tell somebody about what Jesus did and his resurrection power for your life. I'm telling you, God, in a moment like this, can do absolutely anything. You all believe that? You feel that in this room? There's all kind of needs covered, and I don't want to have to go one by one through them, so why don't we all just go ahead and come down to the altar? Can we do that? We're all one big family here. Bring your friend, your neighbor, your family, whoever it may be. Just grab them where it's appropriate and say, come on, let's, let's get down to the altar. You can remain standing here. And I know, I know there's different needs, there's different things. God wants to do here. I believe God can do anything. Anything. It doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. You don't have the Holy Ghost, He can fill you with His Spirit. You wonder why why are all these people dancing and clapping and shouting the way they are? You know, why why are they acting like that? Because they've got the Holy Ghost on the inside, and, and when they've got the Holy Ghost on the inside, it's because they've surrendered and let Jesus live on the inside. They said, Lord, no more me. I want you to, to be in control. If you'll do that tonight, I believe God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's no problem. Because his resurrection power goes beyond your problem. Literally demolishes, if you will, your circumstance. When you begin to look around and all you see is the storm like the disciples did. And when they, they finally got a hold of Jesus, and when they begin to look toward Jesus and not their storm, that was the moment that Jesus was able to do what only Jesus can do. And so if you want to celebrate resurrection power, don't look at your storm. I know that may be inside. I know that may be big. I know that may be dark. But the moment you begin to look toward Jesus, and well, I remember what he did on the cross. and I remember his blood that was shed, and I remember what he did for my mom and for what my dad and for my dad and my family, when you begin to remember all of those things, uh, it was one of the faults of the children of Israel. They quit remembering. They quit talking while they were in the wilderness about how God brought them out uh, and they begin to worship the golden cow and God was angered about that simply because they forgot to remember. And so Jesus is here right now. Why? Because we're clapping and we're shouting in remembrance uh, of what he did on that day as he resurrected. And so God indeed is going to do what only God can do in an atmosphere like this. If you believe that one more time, why don't you clap your hands?
This is what we're going to do all over this room. There are different needs, different things that you have wrestled with. And we're all going to lift up our hands. And, and right now, we're going to shout the name of Jesus. There's no greater name than the name of Jesus. I've talked to you last week about the power of the tongue. You understand that when you speak that name, you are calling upon a saving name. It is in his identity. I don't have time to go into all of it, but it's in his identity to save when you call on the name of Jesus. It literally means Yahweh is salvation. He is my savior. And so he wants to save where you will call on his name. I was talking to my father-in-law, and I'll say this, and then we'll all go ahead and lift up our hands here in a moment, and we will shout the name of Jesus on the count of three, and God will do exactly what God wants to do in this house. I was talking to my father-in-law earlier today, and and I asked him of some miracles, uh, testimonies that he had mentioned to me a while ago, and he pastors in Hawaii. He's named Jonathan Sanders. And and while they were there uh, several years ago, he said there was a child that had literally drowned and had was there on the bottom of the sea floor for over two hours. By the time he got to the hospital to pray with him, the boy was already dead, had been dead for those two hours and had and literally had sand in his lungs, sand coming out of his mouth, sand coming out of his ears, out of his nose. I mean, the boy had been dead, lifeless. You talk about, you know, uh, maybe an opportunity like Lazarus where, well, it, it's just a little bit too late. That looked like that moment. And my father-in-law walked in and he said, man, I, I believed, and I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too sure. He said he had, he had lost, as a matter of fact, he had lost his, his oldest daughter, my, my, would have been my wife's, uh, you know, oldest uh, sister. And he had lost her at two years. She was only two years old. And they prayed and believed like you all and I pray and believe. But he recognized, you know what, I'm just going to pray the word of God. And I'm going to speak it and believe it this time, even though it hadn't happened in the past. I'm going to believe in the power of Jesus. And he said, so I begin to speak to the boy, you will live and not die. And he said, man, with more faith, you will live and not die. You will live and not die. You will live and not die. At this point, his father, the boy's father, who was atheist, had gotten on a plane already from Washington to go to Hawaii. And he had landed there. And all of a sudden, as as my father-in-law was speaking this, you will live and not die. You will live and not die. The boy opened his eyes and came back to life. Breath came into his lungs. And where the sand once was, the breath of life uh, literally filled his lungs. He had a, heart, a beat in his heart and blood running warm. And the boy literally came back to life. The atheist father, eventually they went to service that following day. It was a Sunday, they mentioned. And when that father, who was an atheist, went to the church, he said, I had literally got on the plane to bury my son. That's the reason I got on the plane. That was the only thing going through my mind. I'm about to bury my child. And he said, but I thank you for praying to your God because now I don't have to bury my son because he is alive. I'm telling you today that Jesus is in this room just like he he was with that boy, and he can do absolutely anything in an atmosphere like this. Why don't you clap your hands? Why don't you lift your hands unto the Lord all over this room? Would you lift up your voice? Because there is resurrection power. Go ahead. Would you do that right now? Go ahead. Somebody let your voice out. Go ahead. That's it. In the name of Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost all over this room.
In the name of Jesus, God's moving all over this room right now. As we shout the name of Jesus uh, on the count of three, I'm telling you, God is going to do the miraculous in this atmosphere. Go ahead. Would you lift up your voice unto the Lord uh, right now by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I pray resurrection power all over this building and on every individual from head to toe in the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody, let's shout. One, two, three. Jesus! That's it. God's doing it all over this room right now. Why don't you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? If you feel it, I want you to lay hands on somebody. If you feel it, why don't you lay hands on somebody in the name of Jesus? God's moving all over this room right now. There is resurrection power. We're remembering what the Lord did on that day. He can do again today because He lives. We are here today because he lives. Disease does not have control over you. Go ahead. Why don't you lay hands on somebody right now? Because he lives. Cancer does not have hold on you anymore because Jesus lives. I'm telling you, fear is not allowed in your home with your family anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it all over this room. He's given us a glimpse. He's given us a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. He's given us a glimpse of what it's going to be like when we get there. There'll be no sorrow there. There'll be no sickness there. That's it. Holy Ghost flowing all over this room. I'm telling you, there's going to be joy there. We're going to be dancing in the presence of God. Cancer won't be allowed beyond the pearly gates with you. Fear won't be allowed to walk the streets of gold with you. Depression won't be allowed to hold on the way it has tried in times past. Why don't some Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.